We're going to do it in one. We're going to do it in two. We're going to do it in three. Ready? One, two, three. 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 One, two three. three. It's Stephen Beckwith. And it's Blaine Palmer. We're kick-ass realtors with some really good stories you're going to want to follow. And you just found your favorite new real estate podcast. So buckle up. Because you're going to get real stories from real people about buying and selling real estate. And sometimes it can be a bumpy ride. So if you're ready, let's pop the lock and, and get, get this, this showing started. started. Welcome to Real People Real Estate with Beckwith and Blaine. I'm Steve Beckwith. And I'm Blaine Palmer. We're excited to bring you conversations with real people about their experiences in real life real estate transactions. And we'll also share some of our personal stories. We have a combined 36 years experience in real estate. If we haven't seen it, the people we talk to probably have. And you know what they say, at the dinner table, never talk about politics or religion, but you can always talk about real estate. So tune in for each episode and join the conversation. And today we are talking about what makes a good agent. And so we're going to be talking with Lisa Johnson. Uh, Blaine, you want to tell us a little bit about her? Yeah, Lisa is the Senior Vice President and Managing Broker of Atlanta Fine Homes Sotheby's International Realty's in-town office. And she leads an award-winning team that we may be a part of (laughs) and has been in the business since 1997 and has really consistently produced and been recognized uh, locally, nationally, and even worldwide um, through the Atlanta Fine Homes Sotheby's International Realty brand, as well as the Atlanta Realtors Association top producers. Yeah. So I say we uh, give her a little ringy dingy. All righty. Hi. Hey, Lisa. How are you? Good. How are you? you. Hi. Uh, Can you hear us now? No, I can't. Good. 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 I can hear you. Oh, hey. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited. Yeah, we're excited to have you here and just pick your brain and talk to you today and have fun. Yes. Um, I think what we wanted to talk about today is what makes a good agent. Just, you know, we were telling everybody about the award-winning team that you lead. And it takes a lot lot to do that, um, especially recruiting talent. So we're just curious to pick your brain about when you, what really makes a good agent? Yeah. Or what do you look for? Um, what do you look for? Yeah, what do you look for? That actually will be easier because um, everybody might have a different opinion about what makes a good agent, but I know exactly what I'm looking for. And so, um, you know, it, it's not always going to be about the numbers that someone is currently producing. That's true. Or it's going to be more about you know, their drive and, and do I feel that they have what is needed to really take that next step because everybody says they want to move their business forward or really, you know, kill it in real estate. But I really look for commitment. I, I want to know commitment wise, are they really committed to real estate full time? They're going to give it their all. And so, of course, I have different questions that I ask to identify how committed they are. Um, they also have to have patience. True. That's yeah. definitely true. <laughs> it's not so patience. wait, it's like, how, did, how did I make it through that? <laughs> well, you, you have grown. You have absolutely yeah. grown, Blaine. <laughs> big boy I, I mean, mean, yeah, I have like, during COVID. Woo! <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, and you know, their ability, a person's ability to listen when I'm speaking with them is huge as well. Because I feel like as agents, got all does for interrupting. <laughs> no, you really got no. But think about it. One of the best things you as agents can do with your clients is what? Listen. 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 And so if I'm speaking with someone and all they want to do is just really talk about, you know, they're going to do this and that and da, 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 da. And I'm trying to gather information and I'm just having to sit there and listen. That's great. But I want to ask questions and I want them to tell me. I don't just want them telling me all about themselves. So, you know, one of the hardest know, things that I've had to really focus on, but one of my, the first people in the business that I ever worked with, she was and still is brilliant at the pause. And when she asks a question or when somebody comes, a client would come at her with an issue or a problem, she just sits there for about two minutes and it's just dead silence and it's, it really works. Oh, of course it does. Yeah, that that's a very yeah. uh, that's a learned skill. That's not something that just. It's a hard one. For yeah, people like to talk. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a very hard one. Wait, what are you saying, Blaine? Yeah. Do, do you know about someone that likes to talk? I, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know about that. I don't know, Stephen. Do you know anybody like that? Uh, you talking about him talking or him being on his phone? Oh, oh. And not listening at all. <laughs> Now listen, no, there is. You definitely want to be able to talk and share stuff, but but I need to hear that. So I need to know someone's listening as well. You gotta have common sense. If you don't have common sense, guys, this business is not for you. That's one hundred percent correct, and um, uh, that becomes evident when um, us as other agents working with some people who don't have that common sense. It's a li- yeah. little frustrating. Yeah, no, okay, and then. The last two things, and this is more, this is not necessarily about their business. This is what I'm looking for people, but I definitely have to gauge their ego because, you know, ego can really be the death of someone. And, you know, if someone's ego is so big, now there's a difference between being confident and ego. And so ego is sometimes something that I have to really step back from and, and take a few minutes to dive deeper into this person and make sure their ego isn't so big because an ego can, like I said, disrupt many, many things. That's well, what I, think, then, I, think um, I think there's also a difference between ego and arrogance. There is. There is. <laughs> there is. And I always used to say, you know, it's walking that line of confidence and cocky and it's, that's right. If you, to be confident, but respectful. Right. But being know, arrogant means you don't treat people, other people right. well when you're, Trying to do that. Right. And we, I find it goes back to what you said on the first one, which are with patience. So typically, an arrogant person a lot of times has no patience for others because they're not yeah. thinking about anybody else. Right. <laughs> and the last thing, too, is, 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 you know, everybody's in a business of some sort to make money. Absolutely. But if that person is only about the bottom line and trying to figure out how they can make quick money and, you know, turn them and burn them. That's that's not what I'm looking for. I want I want somebody that this is going to be their their continued career. They they want to continue to grow and they want to grow at a pace that's sustainable, and not just looking to make that quick buck and move on because it's about relationship building, yeah. and not everybody wants to do that. And I get that. Right. So talk a little bit more about that about the um, grow at a sustainable pace. I think that's a that's a really good 
I don't want to say buzz, but it's what I think a lot of people miss. They do. They do. They see agents that maybe have a year where they were doing this X number of volume and then maybe it's 8 million. And then the next year they did like 15 million. That's a big jump. That's a big jump from 8 to 15. That's a great jump. Oftentimes that's not a sustainable jump though. Correct. You know, because something happened, maybe they, I don't know, met up with an agent that bought four or five different properties that year, you know. And so I always tell everybody, if your business is increasing in a positive, whether it be a 2%, 5%, whatever, that's what you look at, is you look at the positive increase. Don't look at the fact that, you know, I, I you know, I only went from 4 million to four and a half or 5 million. I get it. That's a positive. You don't want to go backwards. Right. And so if the slower that you build, you're building better habits, you're able to maintain and you're able to also take care of your clients. If you grow too fast, you're going to drop the ball somewhere in between. Yeah, true, true. And plus, if you do jump from, like you said, that, that large percentage, almost double, and then you expect you're going to do it the next year, that's not likely not going to happen. But so. You guys. Totally hit it on the head. That's probably not going to happen. That's what I, what I, what you just made me think about was um, to know that you've got a sustainable model. You know, COVID nineteen was not what we all expected or what we needed, but um, it really has helped me see the model we've tried to create is sustainable because we're on target to continue to hit our goal and our normal target. If we hadn't been yeah. a, in a sustainable business or right. a market plan that you've helped us build, then we would have seen a negative. We would have gone completely opposite. Yeah. And I think that yeah. that's going to kind of this year, what What are your thoughts on that? Is that going to kind of separate some out, so to speak? Oh, absolutely. And, and I can tell you too, the people that during COVID were still focused and were adapting to doing things differently, but completely just charged forward, did not let any of the negativity, didn't let the, they still following all the, guidelines out there but you all know you guys just kept moving forward you could not let any of that get into your head and you had to adapt your business for that time and now because of that you guys are still like you the blitz the blitz that some felt in their business you guys aren't feeling it because you just kept moving forward and you took that opportunity to figure out how to do things differently instead of sitting back going oh my god this is terrible i'm just gonna i'll just wait this will pass me i mean you guys literally you found ways to adapt Correct. and that's what you got to do and you got to stay positive in your head yeah what would you say when you look at um all the agents that you know your award-winning team us two included <laughs> um, what would Absolutely. you say is the the number one adaptation that you saw that helped people sustain or grow their business during during covid so because the face-to-face -face interaction was limited as far as being physically in front of people and around people for so long, I saw many more people get adjusted to video, Zoom, figuring out ways to still see faces and be a part of something going on with, you know, other people hosting, um, you know, some virtual happy hours instead of client events, things like that, you know, taking instead of just talking to someone on the phone like we do a lot when we're presenting an offer or something many people then that would have done it face-to-face -face did zoom right so guess what now moving forward that's what you all should be doing instead of picking up the phone and just talking to someone when you're talking to a seller that an offers come in 
take it to the next level. Use what you right. learn. Pick up, do Zoom now. Do Zoom. Don't just do it over the phone. So there's so many good things that came out of that. Yeah, that makes it special. Not special, but your new, uh, the new normal of, uh, and I hate that phrase. Pardon me for saying it, but before it was all text and it was emails and it was phone calls. But now that people are used to doing video phone calls, it's, it's great to be in front of your client face to face. And I think that makes building that relationship even much, but that much better. And I also yeah, love and it. You need to use that now. I love it. Cause it's like when you go back to the listening, when speaking piece, I can remember when first getting into the business, it was, you went to present the offer at in the person. table in person because right. I can yeah. see your reaction. I can, I'm not trying to guess at it. And I'm also focused because I'm not in the car driving, giving you an offer on your biggest piece right. of and then, assets. And then road rage <laughs> sneaking road rage. in. <laughs> but to be able to read that person and to help them understand. And they're also looking at you to see your reaction. Like, do you think this is a good mm-hmm. offer? Mm-hmm. <laughs> your face. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You know, what you said, too, is that people can hide behind email. They can hide behind the phone. Right. It's very hard to hide behind face-to-face. And so I think a lot of good actually did come out of the whole pandemic, which we are still in, of course. But I really do. And I, I really saw, you know, and I can only speak to our office. But, you know, I really saw how everybody utilizes, you know, the positivity and you know, our, the mindset of many of the agents in our office really was enlightening. And it made me realize that, um, you know, you really do control the outcome on things. You are, you are the one in control. It is not the market. It's true. It is true. So true. So, um, do you have anything else you want to talk, uh, that popped in your head about, I just want to, you know, cause Everybody wants to do something that looks easy. And right. a lot of times people are like, oh, I'm getting into the business. It's so easy. Right. I, I took literally fielded probably three or four phone calls this week from people who are like, where can I go online? Is it easy to go online and get your license? Or should I go in person? Oh. Yeah. You know, and then you dig a little deeper. And I'm like, well, tell me a little bit more about what your plans are, what you want to do. Because you never know what is what somebody wants to do. And then I, I was speaking with someone this week and said, you know, I just want to dip my toe in. I'm just going to do it part time. Mm-hmm. And so it really like fires in my belly when I want to say it's, if it's, I make it look that easy or you think it's that easy, it, you've got a really, well, you're doing a good job. Think if they think you, what you do looks easy, right. then you're doing a good job, but it's not that easy. That's there's, there's so much that goes into it that, that you know, I have I filled those calls as well from friends mm-hmm. who are like, I want to get the business, but you know, you're doing. It seems like you're doing great. Well, and the perfect example is last night. Stephen and I were having um, a beverage, <laughs> and somebody at the bar was asking. We had a closing yesterday, uh, and yeah. they were they in their mind were calculating right. the, the commission. commission, but what they didn't take into account, and we started doing it was like, okay, take into advance of how much that network cost, or how much taxes came out, right. or our insurance. You know, and when you do that, it. People really start to look at it, but on the front end of it, somebody uh, who's like, "Oh, part time, I can go in and just right mm-hmm. and make a you know this amount of yeah. money extra, just supplement my income." And it's not a supplemental income business, right? Income. I always tell people business. when they want to, if someone is looking to get in the business, um, and you know, uh, the only way that I will talk to a brand new agent is if they're recommended by an existing agent or firm, and that agent, or I've got someone to mentor them we just aren't set up for brand new agents, right. you know, 
to do that because, um, but I do tell everybody, I say, if you think that the minute you get your license, that just everybody wants to work with you mm-hmm. to buy a home or list a home, not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Said because more likely your entire sphere knows more than one, two, three, or four agents. Mm-hmm. I said, and you know, if yeah. you aren't comfortable with putting yourself out there and working and like pounding the pavement for maybe six months before you even get any type of a response or anything very positive of someone maybe wanting to think about working with you. I said, if you cannot deal with that, then this is not the business for you. It is not. And I always say that, you know, offers don't just come in because you stick a sign in the yard. That's true. Yeah. There's a lot more into it. So true. Yeah. This has been enlightening. So what we're hearing from you is commitment, patience, Mm -hmm. listen when speaking, common sense, drop the ego, and be in it more than just to make the money. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to get out of it what you put into it. And if you're in it just to make the money, everybody's in it to make the money, but I'm telling you that it won't work for you. Yeah, not that sure. Or it's going to be a business model that's not sustainable. Yep. Transactional wages die out. Right, right. Or they just don't build relationships, so they don't have that long term steady business instead they have lots of peaks and valleys when they're just churning and burning because there's no there's no repeat business and that's your goal yeah so you want to be long term in this business that's true um yeah this is our first episode and so we're really excited about this and happy to have you on as our first guest um we would love to have you on again in the future and i hope you'll agree to that um i would love to okay you know what would be fun is to like we were talking earlier because people don't realize what all goes into getting a, a transaction closed. And many people think that it's a listing and you market it and then it goes under contract and it miraculously closes. It'd be fun to take Sometimes that a deal that had <laughs> a lot really. of, I know, right? <laughs> it would be fun to take a deal that had a lot of like hurdles to get over oh, yeah. and almost like walk through that deal about some of those things that did happen and how you know, what happened to the poor seller that had to adjust their thinking, you know, wouldn't that be kind of fun to yes, just do stages so. of it? And I think that that, I would, that would probably have to be a, a multiple, 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 uh, episode, like a series yeah. of like yeah. you could definitely three could episodes. do one on like multiple offers. You could right. do, yeah. Well, there's, yeah. No, I'm talking about and for that ups one. And downs, yeah. Like the ups and downs that the, the clients go through, that you guys go through, the, the crazy things that you guys have to do to keep this deal together. It would be probably pretty interesting. Yeah, I think we so could too. have some fun with that. Yeah. Great. Okay. Well, Lisa, I know you've got a busy day and we do. I've got to go show property. So nice. I do too. Yeah. So um, well, thank, you. thank you for allowing us to uh, talk to you today and we'll uh, see you soon, hopefully. Thank you, guys. I'm so, so proud of you. Thank you for having me okay. on. I appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Lisa. Okay. Bye. Bye. Buckle up, because next time we're having a conversation with buyers who navigated the rocky roads of Atlanta's competitive market and ultimately found the home of their dreams. Thanks for listening to Real People Real Estate with Beckwith and Blaine. Remember, you can follow us on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher. And we're always open to hear your topic ideas by shooting us an email, beckwithandblaine at gmail.com. 